First of all, I, I absolutely applaud the stance of those people. I also think that it's not before time. It's it's not before time that this, you know, I, I, it would have been great if this had been done a year ago, two years ago. Um, and, and I'm no doubt that individually they all have the same things, but I, I, I really think that it's a very powerful statement that so many people have put their name to a letter such as this. Um, so it's, it is certainly to be applauded. Uh, I think that the Minister for Health, senior management in the HSE and indeed in UHL, really can't ignore what effect is is effectively open revolt uh, of this, uh, you know, around the situation by 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 eighty seven members of staff. Uh, so I think it is uh, again. It's another little red letter day. You know where where uh, a significant step forward has been taken, and and I know, you know, w- on its own it might be uh, the the tipping point, but at some point one of these will be the straw that breaks the camel's back, and and a root and branch reform of of how uh, healthcare in the Midwest is being provided is going to have to um, be addressed. The Minister for Health has admitted that the reconfiguration of the hospital services in the Midwest wasn't done in the right way and that it shouldn't have happened before sufficient resources were put in place. But he says that once the the plans for the two 96 bed blocks um, are submitted, they'll try and move ahead for uh, on those. But that's years away. What can be done now that can really change the situation, do you think, Gillian? Fiona, I mean, I, I look at that and I go, look, there's a number of situations here. If you read that letter, where these people are concerned is that the capacity of the ED is 190 people per day and they're dealing with 240. That's an extra 50 people a day. So it, this isn't about, you know, uh, where they go after they present in the ED. This is about the fact that the ED is completely overwhelmed. Staff are stressed out. They can't recruit and retain staff. So it is a complete downward spiral uh, of, of, of a mess. Um, and, and in my view, I think, you know, the first step here, and I'm absolutely wholeheartedly in favour of the reopening of, of EDs. I think that that is absolutely the future pathway that should be taken. But as you say, they're going to take years. And and I think in the meantime, I think that there is some real, uh, these are management questions that need to be asked here. Um, I, I have submitted my questions for the next regional health forum, and they are all about clarity around, you know, with this 240 presentations a day, where are they coming from geographically? Uh, you know, so we need to understand where all those people are coming to the ED in, 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 in Limerick. We also need to understand the levels of acuity. So at what do they actually need to be in the ED in, in, in Limerick? Or could they have been triaged better, uh, assessed better, so that they're, they have a different pathways, the injuries clinics and the medical assessment units? Uh, and then the other thing that really means, I, I suppose, on top of that would be to look at the time across the 24-hour day. When are these people presenting? So if there are peaks outside of the hours that our injuries clinics and our medical assessment units are open, well, then we need to, 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 to revisit the, the, that capacity. And lastly, but not least, uh, we, you know, my own view is that ED is being treated as an out-of-hours uh, doctor service. Uh, that is what I would hear. I, I have colleagues, friends of mine in the ambulance service, and they would say that many times they are a shuttle service. 
for, for people to, to get to the ED because there's a perception that they'll be treated quicker through the ED. It's painfully not the case. So, I mean, Fiona, we really have, I suppose, you know, if you look at the emergency department in, in Limerick as a, as a system, there is a massive flow of people into the system, which means they can't be treated properly. There's another problem with the bottleneck of, 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 of people out the other side of the ED into the, the wider hotel or hostel system, our hotel system. So, you know, that's a separate issue. But in a way, we need to address what's happening in the emergency department. Uh, and the only way I think we can do that is by is, is really, as I said earlier, a, a root and branch reform of the processes that bring people to the door of the ED. Is it a case that hospital management and the health minister and his department are moving too slow on this? Yeah, I mean, you cannot tell me that, that all of that information isn't available. Where these people are coming from, what their levels of acuity are, um, whether they should be at the ED or not, uh, could they be treated in our MAU uh, medical assessment units or our injury clinics, and, and, and the times of the day that these people are coming through the system of ED. That's management. That is data that comes across the desk of any decent management team. And, 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 you know, that is, you present that out and say, right, here's where our problems are. And we need to address those problems a step back the, the, the system. So uh, uh, included in the letter is a reference of people coming from West Lair into Limerick, spending three days on a trolley in Limerick and then being brought back to Ennis. For God's sake, you know, that is a failure of management completely and utterly, and I'm not specifically saying UHL, but it's a failure of management in the HSD not to be able to address that sort of system. And if it happens once, it's a failure. But if it's happening continuously over years, that is systemic management failure uh, in a system. Uh, This letter has been signed off on by 87 medics. Are you hopeful or do you think that it will have any sort of an impact? (sighs) <sighs> you can hear the frustration, you know, uh, what, I, I don't know is the answer. But again, I, I think we have to come back to this thing. You know, we have to keep, there was a, a huge protest uh, last week. You know, we now have 87 doctors putting their name to a letter. You know, we have had a change in practice within the ambulance service. That means the medical assessment units are, are an available option for them to us. To bring patients to, it is step by step by step by step, uh, and at some point, and I would really hope that it is in the near future, you know, senior politicians, our own Iraqis uh, representatives from the Midwest, will just have to draw a line under this and say, okay, you know, let's let's change the system, and if if the Midwest has to be a pilot program of how you change, well, then that's fine. Uh, then that's. I think anybody in the Midwest would accept that, um, that we're going to be the trial and error, uh, the public that will accept the trial and error processes to, 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 to ease the system and to make it work better because it's absolutely not working for us at the minute. Um, I mean, I, I, we're, you know, and, and this is, it's related. We have a massive shortage of, of, of people in the ambulance service. We're actually... There are people. There, there's, there's, there's people being produced through University of Limerick, qualified paramedics that cannot get into the 
professional ambulance service recruitment process. That's a blockage. I don't understand why that blockage is there. We have, you know, that that, that is a serious issue. We're we're seeing massive. Uh, we're seeing consequences of of. Of, of lack of staffing resources in the ambulance service out in rural uh, parts of West Clare and North Clare uh, because they don't have enough staff. And on the other side of the table, we have graduates being fired out by UL year upon year upon year, and they can't get into the National Ambulance Service. This is systemic problems, uh, and the minister really does need to step in here and say, right, crack the whip.